You're listening to The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alves. Hi, welcome to episode six where we have Mad Villa. He talks about moving from the US to the UK, how important it is to have a physical hobby and why you should never stop learning. Before I came here for the first time, I literally thought you guys still should travel by horse. I did. I was like, I was dreading it. So I was like, fuck, I gotta fucking walk the horse around to get anywhere. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. How's it going anyway? How have you been? Yeah, good, good. You've got a full set of there, full mic, headphones, everything. But like, what software and that are you using? Logic. Logic, okay, sweet. Yeah. I've literally been trying so hard to actually get some music done, like written. But where I've had like pending projects kind of like ongoing for the last year, the last several months has been me finalizing those and then just getting stuff prepared for this year. So I've not too much time to work on new music, but I, I'm 100% want to. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, I know it's like there's so much to do, isn't there, all the time? Yeah, literally, like there's not enough hours in the day. I literally get up. Uh, some days I'll get up at like 7 in the morning and get started by like 8, 9 I'm working all throughout the day and still haven't managed to get everything done that I need to get done. Yep. No, I completely get that. Yeah, no, so I, I did my four years in Leeds. Uh, I finished, not last year, but the year before. Yeah, so like I literally, when I came back from uni, I was like, shit, because I had like, I had my little bedroom studio and also I had uh, studios at uni. So yeah. it was a really nice setup because, you know, I'd, be at home working on music, everything was free. I go to uni, go to studios. And I came back home and realized I've, I haven't got any space here. Like I've, this, before I went to uni, this office here in my house, this is where I used to make music, and it's so like small and horrible. Oh, so, yeah. So when I went to uni, started using all this equipment and stuff, and got all like super gas with the studio thing. I came back and realized, oh shit, I'm back to square one. Yeah, yeah. And then my parents they offered me. They basically own a business park in Earlscombe. They basically said, oh, you could have one of the offices and build a studio. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I spent spent like a whole year building up my studio there. Oh, is that what the pictures are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's literally down the road. So that's where I've been working for the last over a year. Yeah, yeah, that looks crazy. Yeah, it's nice. I'm really, like, grateful. Amazing. So, in that case, you've actually been so lucky during lockdown because you could just do that. Yeah, honestly, it's been so weird. Like, lockdown has actually been the best thing to ever happen to me because I'm I'm introverted as it is anyway. Like, I don't really go out and I'm not the type... I, I do go out. Like, I go out and socialize and I go to parties and stuff, but, like, I'm not the type of person that's like out every weekend. I have to be out with the boys all the time. Like I literally am happy to just be on my own working on music, like isolated. Obviously I want to see my friends every now and again, but this, this like whole lockdown situation, I've literally just been able to stay in studio and work on music nonstop. Yeah. Get shit done. done. Really like experiment with new like sounds and try out new ideas and, not have any pressure of like you know having to be somewhere throughout the week or like worrying about getting guests to a party so I could go and get tunes to a DJ or whatever like just I just can just chill back and just literally work on music so it's been good yeah 
And I found like a lot of people that I'm engineering for now that they're like, you know, at home more often than not. Yeah. They have some time to work on music and you can see a lot of people yeah. are really just gone for it and just using all of the time they have to just really uh you know, progress. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done many Zoom sessions? I've done a couple. I haven't done as many as I expected to. And that's going to change this year. This year, I'm definitely um, like getting ready to just get involved with any like podcasts and stuff to really just shed some knowledge on people because I feel like I've always been the type of person that likes to help others and spread knowledge. And you know, I've spent the last 10, 11, 12 years of my life just producing nonstop, like making music, engineering. And I've got like, you know, I went yeah. to uni, I did it for four years, I got my master's degree. So like, I've got so much knowledge in there that I, I'm happy to share. It's just like finding the right, yeah. um, I could say the right like way of sharing the knowledge. I don't want to like, you know what I mean? Like I'm the type, I like to put 100% into everything. I don't want to like half-ass something or do something that's very like cliche or cheesy. Like when I release stuff like you know tutorials and stuff is usually through a proper outlet properly like recorded produced whatever like so i did my first tutorial was with um a dj shop in colchester called getting the mix so that's on youtube they came to my studio set up all like cameras lights everything properly like films i did like screen record of like the project i was working on and explaining and that went up on youtube a lot of people really like enjoyed that and then the second one I did was I did a full production course with a company called Mix Tank that just came out a few months ago. And um, that was a similar thing. Like they sent me, because it's COVID, they sent me all the gear in the post and I set it all up myself and did all the recording. And yeah, I just went ham with it basically. And like that's, that's the kind of standard I would like to have when I'm doing, you know. Yeah kind of like teaching and stuff. I don't want to just release like random clips of me just saying stuff. I actually want to like show show people my knowledge and its full potential, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you going to do more? Yeah, definitely. This year I've got, I'm scheduling a few master classes. Yeah, just like production tutorials and more hands-on stuff that people can like, you know, grab and really take something from it and benefit off of it yeah that's really cool especially during lockdown because people need something you know that they can do at home yeah exactly honestly like it's weird because half of my friends are really going ham like they're using this time to really develop themselves and do yeah. stuff that they didn't have time yeah. to do before and there's the other half where they might not be in a position where they can just spend their time um, working on music or whatever they have to work a part-time yeah. job or like a, a temporary job to get the money in and even though that we're all inside it's still you know people that have to work every day and get money in and they don't have time to work on music and such but yeah yeah I'm hoping that this year I can really even for the people that don't have a lot of time to work on music I could release bits where they can you know come home from work you know check on a video or like a little text that i've written and just digest it and maybe help them kind of speed up the workflow so that 
you know, where they don't have a lot of time to work on music, the little bits of knowledge that I drop to help them be more efficient will help them, you know, get through that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, actually, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how what I'm doing with things, so that is good. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's so many things that I've learned over the years where I wish, if I knew back then what I know now, I would be in a totally different position because there's so many tiny little things that I've learned over time that have sped up my workflow so much that, yeah. like, if I was seeing this back in the day, I would be light years ahead of where I was. But well, that's, yes, that's the question. But, yeah, you, this is what happens. You, lie, you learn in life. <laughs> you can't look back like that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I, yeah. those little tips and tricks that help speed me up, I want to reinterpret them and share to others to help speed them up basically yeah yeah we're oh, that's a, nice. a very fast pace very fast paced uh, time right now so you got to be cranking out tunes every other day yep oh my god everyone is just doing things so quick aren't they mm. it's just the next one the next one people are just banging things out <laughs> yeah and that's by the time i finish the song it takes me like a few months and then it's out of fashion <laughs> yeah that's the thing but Back in the day when I was making tunes, I would spend like a month, weeks on a tune. And by the time I released it, you know, there's so much like anticipation. And when I, when I started making music, there was, it, was, it was quite fast paced, but it wasn't as fast paced as it is yeah. now. Like I would, I would release a song on SoundCloud. It would do pretty well for a good couple months. Like, you know, still keep getting plays and plays on a couple without having to like, paid for promotion or anything like that just organically yeah yeah once soundcloud sort of died then that's when i started having to like rethink how i like work and just speed things up and get more music out there because obviously like people are just they they hear a song they like it for like a few weeks and then they're on to the next one yeah so you got to keep feeding the people yeah it's very like i mean you call it like throwaway fashion or yeah but it's like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's shit, it's shit, but that's just the society we live in now. So you have to adapt. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it does give people the opportunity to sort of break the market a bit more because there's yeah. so much happening. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a lot of things that the way like the music industry operates now even though it's you know, very fast-paced and not as like organic as it used to be, there's still a lot of things, positive things that you could take away from it, such as being able to fully be independent and yeah. you know, have your own lane, have your own kind of like vision with your yeah. music. And, you know, back in the day, it was very much you relying on big labels to kind of like put you onto a level, but now you put yourself onto a level you know, yeah. We have the tools to make our own content, make our own, you know, like, everything about the music and the way it looks and all of that. We have the power to control ourselves. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's where social media is beneficial for that as well, creating your brand yeah. and yeah, exactly. getting it out to everybody. Exactly. You want people to understand what type of person you are, your personality, like, what is your favourite colour, like, yeah all those little things that yeah. about you you can really show that off on social media you've got a good theme haven't you on social media your branding looks really good yeah this 
so my like whole thing is like I've been a skater pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Also, I'm into like graphics and stuff like that. So like my like the way I look online and like my music and that it really reflects my personality. Yeah. Um, I'm very like you know color coordinated and yeah. really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it comes across, honestly. Like, I, I thought it just, it looks really professional and really good. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad. So, what's actually had to change for you because of the pandemic? So, when I came back from uni, this was just before the pandemic hit. So, I came back in summer of 2019, but I didn't actually come. I went on holiday for like seven weeks and came back, built the studio up at the end of the summer, and then kind of like you know was working out of it until the pandemic hit and I had like a plan I had a structure on how I was going to use studio to earn money you know off music going forward and that had to change because I know obviously I can't have people physically in the studio like I will have the odd person in every so often but it's not like it's not I can't do it freely, do you know what I mean? Like, can't just say, yeah, come down, come down, yeah, everyone come down, like, three, four people come down. So it's, I've had to do more work online, which is all right. I'm used to working like that anyway, but there's a lot of money missing from having people coming down and using the studio physically. Yeah. Whether it be, like, just hiring it to record some vocals or, like, you know, having physical sessions with people or just, you know, any, like, Physical sessions, I've always found that there's sometimes a bit more money to be made there because people who are actually wanting to physically come down to the studio, they're usually more prepared to pay a price to get work done than need to get done. So, yeah, that is that's the main thing for me in terms of like making money business. But other than that, it's not really been that much difference, honest. Okay, yeah. Were you doing any live gigs? Because I remember the reason I I know you, I met you, is because do you remember me and Damo came to your gig in London? Yeah, wearing shirts with my name on Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> me and Damo went and got these T-shirts printed off and sat on the train waiting for you to notice. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Did any of your other live gigs get cancelled? Yeah. Um, I had a potential gig in IB for last summer. Oh, obviously because of COVID um, it, it's a bit of a bummer I wasn't that like I wasn't that sad about it because it wasn't like a tour you know? it was just like one yeah. or two videos, but okay, yeah. will, when the time comes for our beef to open back up that, that will happen I'm not bothered yeah on the gig, on the gig side of things um, as probably last year I probably would have had quite a few gigs if COVID hadn't hit but yeah. Like I said, it's all, you know, you've got to adapt and deal with it and get your, like, me, I'm very much, like, looking to the future. So it's like, yeah, I'm missing out on things now, but I'm preparing, I'm planting seeds for when things do eventually open back up. So when yeah. they do, I'll be in a much better position than, yeah. I, um, than I was now, like, back then. Yeah, definitely. Planting seeds, I like that. Mm. Definitely. My mum always says that. Yeah, that's it, because a flower, you know, doesn't pop out of nowhere. Someone's got to plant that seed or it's got to, you know, be nurtured. Exactly. Exactly. That's what a lot of people don't see. All of that nurture goes into it all behind the scenes. 
takes years of dedication and practice and learning your craft, getting the style you want. It takes a lot. Yeah, and a lot of rejection as well. Yeah, I never. It's never like rejection. Never really like bummed me out, but it used to get me down more so than now, because you know you you work hard or something. You feel so confident about it, yeah. and then you get that like no, or this is cool, but not for me. Yeah. Such and such. Or uh, uh, this is cool, but not maybe send some more like later. I don't know. Like, you always get the roundabout answers as to why they don't want to yeah. use a yeah. song or work with you for whatever. And um, I've learned that most of the time that rejection is justified. So it's like back in the day, I used to send off so much music to so many labels that I would want to get on. And I'd always think like, this is perfect. Like this, they have to say yes. This sounds great. Like this is definitely like their vibe. And I was so confident that it was that when I got the no, it was like a like getting kicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Looking looking back now and looking back at the music I sent to the specific labels and listening to the music, I could tell that I was so far off in my this is a part of growing like you, yeah. you in the moment you think you're doing the right thing but you're probably not and you can't see it because you're at in that moment you're at the peak of your like um of course, yeah. knowledge and confidence so you just think right like this is i've put my all into this just the best i could do surely this has got to you know go somewhere yeah but it really is and you have to like not the key now for me is to not expect anything from like anyone. Like I've come to a point now where like I have way more confidence in what I do because what I, what I'm doing now is a lot more widely accepted organically without having to force myself on people. So that is an indicator to me that I'm on the right path, but I don't expect anything from anyone. Like I don't, when I set music off, my first assumption is that nobody's going to be keen, but I'm going to send it off anyway. And usually I'm proved wrong. Usually, you know, the majority yeah. of people are sending off to you, they do actually like it and they are generally interested. But I don't want to have that expectation of that this person is definitely going to want it and it's definitely going to like it because if they don't, then it's going to be like a big kick. So I yeah. kind of set my expectations low and hope for the best. But that doesn't stop me from like, um, you know, being diligent with who I'm contacting and making yeah. sure that what I'm actually sending will is in the ballpark, if you know what I mean. So I'm not going to send, like, a garage, a UKG track to uh, Defected when they release, like, you know, house music mostly. So, you know what I mean? It's got little things like that. You've got to really think, like, right, am I actually in the ballpark? Am I going to end yeah. up wasting my time? Or is this going to be something that could potentially go somewhere. Yeah. And that takes years and years to learn the do's and don'ts and all that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to set, it's good to, to set yourself up just in case, like you're going to get bad news or whatever. But you have to believe in yourself as well. And obviously that doesn't stop you having the confidence to, to make the music and to send it. Yeah. Uh, there's always been this like thing in me where it's like like a vendetta I don't even know if that's the right word but basically it's like 
when I say if I sent something off to like a big DJ and you know I got aired or they didn't like it or whatever, I just think man, all right, he's he's aired me now, but he won't he won't air me in the future. Yeah. He'll come back. He'll come back. He'll come running back. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what has happened because like a lot of people that I used to reach out to back in the day that aired me or just weren't interested, they yeah. they've like almost all of them now are coming to me like asking for stuff or interested in me in whatever way shape or form yeah that's so good yeah it's it's crazy because like some of these people was like I I knew that they would come back but then some of them are people that I wasn't even expecting to even reach out to me yeah and that's so it's, good it's pretty uh, yeah it's pretty crazy so when that yeah, when, when when that happens, that's when you know that you know you're on the on the other side of the, the battle, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm hoping that's going to happen with the podcast. The people that I've asked and they've ignored me, when <laughs> they all come out and they're going to all message me back and want to be on it. Like when you hit me up, I wasn't. It didn't even like. I didn't even think twice. Like, why would I not? Do it? Yeah, some people aren't so sociable. Some producers don't like to be at the front of their brand. Yeah, I, I fully understand that. Like, I know a lot of producers that are very more introverted than me and they don't like yeah. to put themselves after like that. They like to be on camera. They don't like, you know, they just are an entity and they put out music and the music yeah. speaks for them, which is very much how I am as well. Like, I, like I said, I'm very introverted. I used to be very, sh- I was a very shy kid. And like, it's taken quite a few years to really develop the confidence, you know, to talk on camera and get on, you know, conversations with people publicly or whatever. uh, It's, I'd say moving to England really helped me because when I was in America, like, I was so shy. I was just so, like, quiet and just not, it's really, like, in the background. Like, I was the guy that I'd be hanging out with a group of friends and people would forget that I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah moving here and like having to go to the pub and socialize and like just adapt to british culture really helped me like break out of my show a bit i'm still quite introverted still a bit shy in certain circumstances but for the most part i'm you know i'm not afraid to get on camera now i'm, I'm happy to speak yeah. like put my face out there yeah so. when did you move here 10 years ago well yeah, nearly 10 years ago. This The end of this year would be the 10th anniversary. So I moved out here when I was 17. Oh, so you didn't go to school here? Yeah, so I basically I was in American high school when I moved away. I was halfway done. So like in America, you go to high school from 14 to 18. And uh, I left when I was 16. Okay. So I had to finish, I basically had to finish American high school online, do like an online course. And I was like, right, because in America, you finish high school and like you go to uni after, like, because you're 18. So I'm like, right, I'm ready for uni. Tried to look up like how to apply for unis here. And there was basically like, yeah, like that American diploma is not going to get you anywhere. So I then had to enroll into sixth form at the age of, age of 19. I started sixth form at like 18 or 19. And, um, did that for two years. Then I was off to uni. 
Yeah, yeah. I see because obviously we finish at sixteen, and they were at six form or college or whatever for the yeah from sixteen. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't to do with my age. It was to do with just the level of like yeah American. The American school system is quite a bit dumbed down compared to English. So oh, okay. I had to get up to standard like with the English school system, basically. Yeah, yeah. What do you like better? The culture there, like the English culture or America? I, don't, I feel like some, people always ask me that. I feel like I definitely prefer English culture. Like I've lived here, I've come into adulthood here. Yeah. I've, you yeah. Know, I've become a grown up in England. So I've just become yeah. so used to the English culture, like as an adult, that that's, I feel more like, I feel more English than I do American now, which is weird. <laughs> but, yeah. um, there's a lot of things I miss about American culture. Like, obviously, the weather where I lived was amazing. <laughs> Definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably mm, the coldest day of the year as well today. Yeah, yeah, literally. So, in, like, LA right now, it's probably, like, 15 degrees. Oh, that'd be lovely. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, I, like... I've I've become so used to English culture that I just feel so natural here now. Like, yeah, I went back yeah. to America a couple of years ago to visit for the first time. I was speaking to people out there, and they literally thought I was British. Like, it was like, "Oh my God, are you from England?" <laughs> I was really? Like, <laughs> when I've been there, they think I'm Australian. <laughs> oh yeah, they they really struggled to like tell the difference between the two. I feel yeah, like it, and the Essex accent. It's not is, as bad now as it used to be. Like back in the day, it was like there was no distinction. Like you could be from any of the two countries with that really? accent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. nowadays they're learning more because of like the media. They're seeing more British people in their natural habitat on social media. Was back in the day, <laughs> yeah. all, all all Americans knew about England was you know Queen tea, crumpets, typical you know Big Ben, yeah. typical stuff. Yeah. But now yeah. I just see, like, you know, the real England. Before I came here for the first time, I literally thought you guys still travel by horse. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I did. I was, like, I was dreading it because I was like, fuck, I got to fucking ride a horse around to get anywhere. <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the Musician's Mind with Jessica Alwes. How do you stay motivated? Um, it's a good question. I basically, for me, because I'm working on music all the time. Yeah. I have to really like in the times where I'm not working on music, I really try and you know do something, some something completely else. Like whether it be playing video games or like going a skateboard. Obviously, so like I go skateboarding when I'm when the weather's all right. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I'd say skateboarding is a big motivation for me mentally, not just like musically, but like just general mental health. Like that's a big motivation for me because it's a, um, it's always been something where like you want to learn new tricks. You want to get better at it. You want to get more like, you want to look better, look cooler, like when you're riding the ball and just generally just get better at it. And it's something that, you work on like physically yeah. and mentally yeah. and like really focus. And when you finally do like land something new or like 
you do a trick that you already know, but you do it like really good. Like that, that buzz is just like so great. Yeah. And um, having, doing that on the side, it's like, right, I know that someday I'm going to go like, just get lost on my skateboard and just really, you know, do stuff that's going to make me happy. And like, when I'm not skating, I'm thinking of when I'm next going to be able to skate and you know, get yeah. that buzz again. And that keeps that keeps me going because I know that's something that like for um, you know in terms of DJs and producers, I know a couple that skateboard, but not a lot. So I feel like I try and like incorporate that aspect of me into the you know social media and the music yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so it's a unique thing for me. So it's something that I've always you know wanted to make sure that I keep gradually getting better at even now where I'm not doing it as much so that's the big motivation and then musically I say I'm motivated by a lot of music that is out of the realms of what I make so like I could listen to like a country song and get inspired because like either by the person or just the sounds or whatever yes yeah it helps me think about things in a different way yeah. So that when I go to do my own music, I have a completely different approach to what I would normally do or to what, you know, people would normally do when they produce that style of music. So Yeah, that's cool. I couldn't tell you what music is trying on people or like top 40 stuff, obviously you're subjected to that no matter what. So you're, you're going to be kind of up to date with what's going on there. But like people, I really, yeah, I, I try not to, in fact, I'm probably really bad at, like, I probably should be listening to more music than I do. But I'm so, like, focused on just trying to develop my own kind of, like, thing and make it better and better each year that I find that a lot of the time I don't, I don't listen to, like, other house tracks or other, like, I do from, like, there's, like, a lot of artists I really like and I really respect and I, I always listen to their music and I always check out the new stuff they've got. But generally, I'm not like, you know, seeing what seeing what the other guys do and trying to see like, oh, he's using these sounds. I need to do that, like, yeah. or oh, this person's like number three on the charts. I need to like do something that he's doing. Like, I definitely don't do that. Like, I just listen to music. I listen to stuff that I think makes me feel good and that inspires me. And then when I go to make my own music, I kind of just think about them things that I felt inspired about inspired yeah. by and just try and interpolate it into my own production style I guess yeah cool yeah no I've never thought that that was a good idea to kind of copy what's already there because one it's already it, you, the people yeah, have already it's got it it's yeah if you hear like a song that's like number one in the charts all the DJs are playing it all that like you should, like I would never think right I need to start doing this because this yes. is selling or this is popular like because by that point it's probably already been done a fair few times and there's going to be a million other people who are currently trying to do that at, yeah. the, same, at the same time that you just listen to the track or whatever so you have to think right how am I gonna be different how am I gonna you know how can I get a, my own success not doing that yeah yeah you gotta think like far into the future like 
right, if people are liking this now, what are people going to like next year or the year after? And yeah. you have to think, I need to do something that's far out of the realms of what is charting right now because, like I said, music's fast-paced. It gets yeah. eaten up and digested and shot out and people forget about it. And then they're on to the next thing. So what's that mm-hmm. next thing going to be? Like, you got to really think, like, ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And not, that's not, that doesn't even mean you have to, like, always be making music with the idea of getting that next like or being that next kind of like style that everyone's going to latch on to just make music and enjoy the process yeah get creative yeah try and be your own person your own personality have that reflect in the music and just really experiment with what you do and how you you do it and just you know just try and i guess yeah be be uh be different and not yeah. focus on friends as much. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not a set thing that's going to be next. You you are creating what's next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you, I find that when being me being focused on creating my own sound and developing it into something that's like you know palatable by a lot of people, naturally, you come to a point where you're kind of like setting a new trend without even realizing because you've worked on one thing for so long and so consistently and so like diligently that it gets, it gets better and better each time. And it just gets to a point where like, right, like the amount of people that are into that, you know, what you're doing is keep growing and growing and growing. And yeah. it's a very slow process, but it gets to a point where you've got a lot of people really raving what you're doing and that just starts to grow exponentially so yeah you have to just really believe in what your vision is and just go for it like stay in your lane and just go for it like don't don't say oh i need to make a garage track today or i need to make this style of track because i heard this dj play like just stay in your lane and really focus on your vision yeah at what point did you feel like you know what your vision was I feel like I've always I've always had this um, same kind of like I had a I had a Zoom call with Enzo Syracuse the other day. We were just chatting about like music and like my influences and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was telling him I was like, since I started producing at the age of fourteen, I've always had the same attitude. Like I, I want. I've always wanted my music to have a certain attitude or like certain stylistic features and just kind of like, not like give off like a specific message, but kind of like, like I said, like show off like my personality, show off kind of like my attitude towards music. It's yeah. hard to explain, but yeah, it's, always, mean... it's always been the same since I started. It's just over time where the... The music, obviously, my my context, you know, being in LA versus being out here, and then also the where just popular music tastes have evolved over the yeah. time. The style of my music has evolved with that, but you know, the personality of it has stayed more or less the same since the beginning. So yeah, that's vocal. Yes, it's it's very it's very. Hard. It was like yeah. I knew that I had a very. Um, you know, like 
I was into electronic music and there was a lot of different styles that I really liked and I wanted to like be able to make them all. And um, so a lot of the first couple of years was a lot of like copycatting, like a lot of like um, trying to, you know, recreate other songs that I liked, which you have to do. Yeah, like, yeah you have to start played, somewhere. You know, as much as you should be independent and unique and not do what the other person is doing, there's going to be, even now there's going to be points where you, kind of do want to need to copy something else to kind of get an idea of how to go about it your own way yeah definitely it's just yeah. uh it's getting inspiration really isn't it yeah again yeah getting inspiration and it's just if i uh, more so at the early stages i was doing more copycatting but then once the knowledge and the yeah. skills got to a certain point i was like right i can now all that copycatting I've done, I can now take that and re remake it into my own unique thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's when things start getting more serious for me when I actually got enough skill to take those like copycat ideas I was doing and refix them into like my own thing and start to develop my own sound brand, all that. So yeah, yeah. You kind of have to build on other people's like history to figure out what's what's working, what's not, and you kind of create your own thing from that and build on that. Yeah, exactly. Completely get that. So, what are your goals for twenty twenty one? My goals this year. Um, well, I feel like last year I planted a lot of seeds, and my flowers are starting to bud, are starting to come out of the soil, and uh, <laughs> now. It's, this is this year is going to be about making sure my flowers are well fed and well, <laughs> well, well nurtured. Why am I picturing you of a watering can? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I want you to picture. I want you to picture me out in the garden with a watering can. <laughs> yeah. I've got my gloves on, you know, I've got my, <laughs> all my garden kit on, and I'm watering <laughs> those flowers. I'm going an extra mile and you know, giving them some nutrients, you know, fertilizing the soil and yeah. doing all, all that stuff to really just get the best possible flower I can. <laughs> Amazing. Do you have any advice for any other producers or and DJs out there that are just starting up or struggling to get their motivation and struggling to, to do it all at the moment because of the lockdown? You know, even... Though things are really fast-paced nowadays, it's still going to take time to really get. And if you're just starting out, you're going to have to spend time and time getting good at your craft. You can't expect anything to fall in your lap anytime soon, unless you're someone that's just born with some natural gift. But yes. for most people, you really got to spend time and really, you know, develop your craft and learn. And just don't stop. Keep seeking knowledge. Keep going online, watching tutorials, reading books, reading online forums, blogs, magazines. Just digest as much materials as you can. Like digest all the knowledge that you possibly can. Because yep. we live in an age where I didn't even have to go to uni. Everything I learned at uni, I could have learned at home myself if I had, if I knew the right, you know, what to look for. But nowadays, yeah. you know. A lot of information is out there and you can really get as much knowledge as you can from someone who's done a master's at uni, just sitting at home, yeah. Googling or going on YouTube. So 
Yeah, we're actually so lucky at the moment. It's, we're in a really good time where you can get all the knowledge online. Yeah, literally. To kind of do anything literally. that and, you want. But that's not just like read books as well because there's a lot of information in books that you can't get online. A lot of like deep information and just, you know, some there's a lot of experts out there and a lot of really talented people that really write books and they put in a lot of stuff that I've, I've learned in those books that I wouldn't have been able to find outside of the book. So definitely okay. read the books as well. Um, and just, you know, at the end of the day, you could digest a lot of information as well, but trial and error is going to be your best friend because I spent years and years doing trial and error, like just trying out things and seeing what works and what doesn't and just learning that way. So like, if you feel like you're doing something wrong, that's good because you're going to learn from those wrong doings. You're going to learn yeah. how to do it better and different the next time. So just of course. Yeah. Trust, trust in the process of time. You know, be yourself. Don't worry about what the other person's doing. Don't worry about trying to get onto a big label at the early stages of your career. Just really yeah. focus on yourself and make sure that you're doing whatever you can to just perfect your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant advice. That's really, really good advice. Like, what sort of genre do you call your music? Um, me, I just call it house, too. And it's like, I yeah, try yeah. not to get caught up in this genre because there's so many different takes on what people think is this, like, you know, someone's thinks that minimal house sounds like this and the other person thinks minimal house sounds like that. Yeah. So I don't really try to find a too specific of a yeah. subject. I mean, yeah. Like, I just make house and I say when I tell people what my influences are I say I'm influenced by a lot of Chicago house and also influenced by a lot of UK house and garage and that shows off in the music whatever you know sound that creates like I'll let people interpret themselves but I'm yeah. just calling it house yeah <laughs> cool cool oh brilliant thank you so much for joining me yeah, no problem. It was great chatting, to be honest, because, like I said, I'm locked away all the time and I don't see friends as much as I used to, yeah. so it's nice to have a little music heart-to-heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much and see, speak soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much to Mad Villa for doing that podcast. What a great way to end first series. You can go back and check out all of the episodes from season one of Musician's Mind on all of your favourite podcast platforms. I hope you've enjoyed the first season and learned something from all these amazing musicians. Really looking forward to making the next season. See you then.